It's 10 a.m., which means it's time for Utah Car Sense with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Good morning. Happy post-Valentine's Day 2020. Good morning. How are (laughs) you? Hey, I'm feeling well-loved. Well, that sounded uh, well. Hey, you take that how you want. Is it going to be that kind of show, Austin? Like, like the uh, like the Astros said, uh, was it cheating? We broke the rules. You phrase it however you want. Uh-huh. So I, I feel lo- well loved on a post Valentine's well, Day. I'm glad you do. You you should be well loved. You deserve it. Thanks. He's George Roska, sales manager of the uh, Midtown Store. How are you? I'm awesome, man. Good how to are see you? you? It's, it's been a long time. It's been a really long time. It was like last year that we did a show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I expected you to like have a face tattoo or something <laughs> drastic since it's been so long. I was going to shave my head and go with your look, but you I know. I like it. Yeah, yeah. You should do it. Try. Have you ever shaved your head? No. I was going to grow a beard first, but then, you know. You could probably grow a beard in an hour. I, I was going to be Roger Parkin for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> That man grows a beard fast. Yes, he does. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a nice beard too. But you've got you've got a five o'clock shadow, and it's ten a.m. That's so. kind of my look. You know, I rock that. Yeah, you just you don't you don't go with the razor. You go with the buzzer. That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, things are good at Midtown. Or they have been good at Midtown. It's been a great year so far. You know, we we finished off 2019 real strong, and uh, yeah, it's it's, it's been fun. Um, we've got a lot of cars in now, so it's, uh, good. it's it's a good time to come in and look at a car. We've got good inventory, good selection. We'll we'll take good care of you. If you come in. Because at the end of 2019, it was like, whew, oh, going to get we, any cars anytime soon. We got down to an 18 day supply. Oh, which you know, that's good news and bad news. It's, it means you're. You have good product. People want your stuff. They trust you. They want to buy from you. The bad news is you don't have enough inventory. It's not good for the customer because yeah. there's not as much selection. You don't, you know, you, you don't have as much choice in what you get. But it's, it's but a that's good been fixed. Problem to have. Yes, good. It's it's been fixed for now. <laughs> so uh, we'll talk more about that. Uh, producing force today is Brian Brown. How are you? Can be better. Why? Because I'm here with you guys. Oh, I thought you said could be better. No, couldn't be better. <laughs> <laughs> could be better. I'm here with you guys. All right. I get that, cha- yeah. that little yeah. N apostrophe T changes the whole conversation. There. Isn't it funny how these little things just make a big difference? Yeah. Could be better. Yeah. Why? I'm here with you guys. <laughs> well, how rude. And he's like, wait, I meant I could. I said I couldn't be better. Uh, and uh, we're looking for your phone calls today. I mentioned it's a post-Valentine's Day show, George. And we're, we're, we're towing the edge a little bit here with this poll question today, all right? Uh-oh. We're having, a, we're having a little fun, but I trust our listeners. Uh, I trust ourselves. Famous last words. But with it being a Valentine's Day weekend, I, uh, I want you to call in 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. And you can call in about anything, ask any questions or tell any stories or have any comments you'd like. But everyone that does call in and shares with us today is entered to win a four-pack of VIP Lounge Movie Passes, Yep, which we'll draw from all the callers uh, at the end of the show in random order. But the poll question, if you need something to call in about, at 855-340-ZONE is this. What car did you A, drive on your first date, B, drive on your honeymoon, C, own when you were first married, or D, give as a gift if you're Gordon Monson. <laughs> All of the above. No, I'm just kidding. 855-340-ZONE. And you can answer one, you can answer all, you can answer two, three, I don't care. 
That should be a good one. So a little Valentine's Day fun there. Yeah, I like it. Good. What what car did you drive on your first date? Do you remember? On my first date, How I, old this were you? is embarrassing. Well, I guess in it first date, meaning well, after you're able to drive. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you had your first date way earlier than you could drive, but anyway. I mean, like, first real date, you know, you take a girl to prom or something. Right, like sure. Ty- type That type thing. Where your I, mom's not driving you. Yeah. I drove my mom's 1996 Ford Taurus wagon. A wagon? A wagon with wow. jump seats in the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Was it just the two of you, or did you all pile in there? Oh, uh, we all piled in. Yeah. yeah, we had a big group of friends, and I think I had probably more people than was legal to drive in the car. That's what you um, did back in but the that, day. Yeah, you know, we had, you Not could like 10 it. people in a Ford Taurus wagon if you really tried. <laughs> Not that you've ever counted. No, but. no, or, yeah, attempted. I never, I never put any of my friends in the trunk of my car to make it... <laughs> around the corner in less trips yeah Never so that was that. that was my first date car and then what was the the second question the, uh on, on your, your honeymoon? honeymoon on my honeymoon it was a again i went with a ford i've got a ford theme going wow, apparently okay. yeah, yeah uh ford uh, a mustang convertible we, we rented one where we were went, you we went to hawaii Okay. Um, yeah. Did, a, did a tour of the Big Island, and uh, yeah, they, you gotta get a they nice They highly car. recommended that. Oh, it was horrible. Why? It was absolutely horrible. I got sunburned the whole time. <sighs> you know, don't. Yeah, it sounds great. Get a convertible. Go to Hawaii. No, don't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> get a Jeep. Get something four wheel drive. The roads are horrible. The Mustang's rear axle cannot handle those. Uh, sh- you know, uh, hairpin turns very well <laughs> all over the Big Island. It was just a miserable experience with that really? car. But yeah. Man, the 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 car First rental guy did, problems, a, did a great Ruskin. job selling me on it. So. I would have I would have signed on that. I'm in Hawaii. Yeah, I, I got to look like Hawaii Five O driving around here. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool on. for like thirty minutes. Uh, and then when you first were married, what car did you own? Dude, it's gonna be another Ford. You're not gonna believe it, George. <laughs> You and you had to do a Ford commercial in a previous life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had a well. I did work for Ford at the time, you know. Okay. And uh, we had a Ford Fusion. We leased one. They had a red carpet lease for like one thirty nine a month, Ugh. and so you we overpaid for that. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was not the best choice, let's say. But actually, it was a reliable car. It took good care of us for the three years that we had it. It was never in the shop, you know. And that's uh, good. And we turned it back in, and uh, that's when we got into. That's when we got our first Subaru. It was after that we and got, never we got went an Outback. Back. Never went back. I think. Uh, Although you have a thing for Jaguar, I do like my European and my Euro trash. But <laughs> <laughs> all right. And then, have you ever given a gift? A car as a gift? I have. Yeah, I gave you a car. Have. I gave a car to a friend. Uh, I was a. It was a Pontiac to a friend. Yeah, it was a friend in need at the time, okay, and uh, right. you know we we had just. I uh, assume not. Brand new car, right no, off the no, assembly real, line. Yet. Real, real, you know, not rough running. You know, it was in good condition and everything, but it was like a 1993 Pontiac Grand Am that yeah. I had owned since college, and a friend of mine needed a car, so we just we gave it to him. So you already owned the car. We already owned the car. Gave it to yeah, so and we cool. gave it to him. Yeah, it's cool. He All had right. it for a couple of years. He took good care of it. I like yeah. that. I like that. Brian, what car did you drive on your first date when you were able to drive? Yeah, a, a real classic, a 1985 Audi 5000S. Wow, that's a lot better than a Ford. I know, wagon. man. That's I'm impressed. Did it break down? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, it was constantly broken. It, it was a great car as long as it was running. And you're not married, right? Not. I, I don't think You've so. You've never been married. I hope not. <laughs> Have you ever given a car as a gift? No. Okay. Yeah. I don't see. It's it's either George or Gordon Monson that has the deep pockets like that. So <laughs> I'm not Gordon Monson. 
Uh, I sound like Gordon Monson when I want to, but no, I, I you know, uh, George, I, I, I once gave a, a, my wife a car, and uh, it was, it was, it was a, we had vanity license plates, and I tell you, it said, it said this, get this, three points. <laughs> That's what it said on our license plate. I read, I wrote about it at sltrip.com. Check it out. All right. I'm uh, Gordon Monson. I'm Gordon Monson. <laughs> 855-340-ZONE if you want to be part of the show. 855-340-ZONE. Let's talk uh, just a moment about, you mentioned 2019, inventory was low. Inventory's high right now. What's the hot item out, out of Subaru right now? What are most people looking into? Um, and Crosstrek's always popular. It's Still? been popular since okay. it, the day it came out, um, and, and we've had you know tough time keeping those in stock. But right now, it's the Outback. You know, the, the yes. 2020 Outback that was fully redesigned. Um, it's it's beautiful with that giant touchscreen down the middle. Um, it's just it's a great car. They've only improved on it. Every review I've read it says this is about the best Outback ever. And, you know, people agree. They're, they're flying off the, the lot, so. Yeah, we're coming up on our uh, end of our three-year lease on our Crosstrek. Uh, the end of November, start, or end of October, start of November. And we've loved the Crosstrek. Absolutely yeah. have adored it. But when we started the lease, we did not have a third person in our family. Mm-hmm. We have since added a third person to our family. And it's amazing how much stuff a third person comes with in your family yeah diapers and toys and ointments and creams and bottles and and did i mention toys and diapers all kinds of stuff and the cross trek has become amazingly a little cramped for our three-person family it's a, it's a bit uh, small in there with all the stuff when when we first got it we were like we could live in this thing. Oh yeah, when it's you know when you don't have anything in it, it's great. <laughs> and so we've been and and we've been debating. We really like the idea of a minivan because mm-hmm. we like the sliding doors. Yeah, we and it's oh, easier yeah, to can. get a kid in and out with a sliding door. But the Outback, the Outback is such a cool, amazing car. Yeah, and the things that like you said that they've upgraded in that thing and the space. You still get the great gas mileage, and it's got the driver focus in some packages. Mm-hmm. How can you beat that? You got the safety. Well, it's funny you mentioned that, that, you know, you got the cross track and then the more you owned it, the, the, you realize that maybe you need maybe a little more space or, or maybe, you know, you, you want something that's a little bit bigger just for comfort or convenience. We, we're seeing that a lot with, with Crosstrek. Are people who are returning Crosstreks, they're, they're moving up to Outback. Some are even moving up to the Ascent, uh, Forester. But the Crosstrek still, so the Crosstrek's almost like the entry car for Subaru. A lot of people's first Subaru is going to be a Crosstrek. And then at that point, they're going to be like, okay, what else, what else do you guys have? What else might work for me as, you know, my life progresses? and my needs change and my yeah. family grows and things like that. And because they've liked the Crosstrek. It's not that they haven't oh, enjoyed yeah, their... Oh, yeah, they love their Crosstreks, yeah. and, and and they're so popular that they're getting great value out of them when they turn them back in. That's um, great news. The resale value is great, so uh, people are having a really good experience with Subaru on their first go. So uh, this is, A, my first Subaru, mm-hmm. and I've loved every second of it, and B, it's my first time ever leasing, and I'm still, though I've done the show for five years now, I'm still not as educated at the top of my mind. Someone asked me the other day, well, what happens when your lease is up? You obviously owe on the car still. Yeah. Cause, and I did the math, and it's nowhere near. I, I haven't paid the car all the way off. Oh, yeah. yeah. You not even your, a third, I don't think. You still have your residual value. So where um, does that go? Who pays that? Who, who takes that cost on? I don't pay for it, do I? 
No. Okay. <laughs> well, that's great news. If you want to buy your car, you do. Sure. So you have options, right? That's the really good part about leasing is right now you got what, six months left, you said? Yeah. October. Yeah. November. So right at about this point, you want to start thinking about what do you want to get next. Um, you want to maybe get your inspection done with uh, with Subaru, or you can bring it into the dealership and we can look at it for you and, and let you know kind of what it looks like. Um, and you have an equity evaluation. You see if you have, sometimes you'll have positive equity. If you haven't been driving the car as much, um, a lot of people come in and they do have equity they can trade out early. So you can get a new car sooner than your leases do. Mm. Um, if you if you don't have equity, it's okay. Um, you can carry your lease out till the end. You can make the remaining payments at that point and turn your car in. Um, there's there's a lot of different options for you. But most people, what they do is they'll just lease again, uh, whether it's a trade in if they have equity or just turn the car back into Subaru. And then at that point, you just kind of start over fresh uh, on on a new lease. So so, if, so you said make the remaining payments. What did that mean? So right now you have six payments left, right? Okay, okay, gotcha. So let's say you wanted to be done with this car. So you could turn it back in and walk away. You could turn it back in and walk away. You just have to make those last payments. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Which we're not going to do that. But if someone, but someone was asking me, who pays the extra? The, who the, what? Who takes the cost of the car on? Well, it's it's usually the the retailer, the dealership that you turn it back in. We'll usually buy the cars as they come back from Subaru. Turn so it around and sell it again. Turn it around and sell it as yeah. a used car. So let's say the residual value on your car is $20,000, and I'm just using that as a round sure. number. Um, you'll turn it into Subaru. We'll buy it for that $20,000, um, and we'll turn it around, you'll recondition it. You'll pay the loan it. off. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and then you'll uh, sell it to someone else with low miles. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. So it's a good source for, you know, certified pre-owned cars because it's cars that have been one owners. They've been well-maintained. They're cars that our customers have been driving, and then we can sell them as certified. Do you find that cars that are leased are better taken care of than cars that are uh, loaned to own, I guess is a good way to say it? I don't know if you can really make that distinction. I yeah. think the condition of the cars has much more to do with who owns it, whether it's leased or financed, you know. Right. Some people aren't going to care either way, whether they pay cash for it or whether they lease it, but some people are going to take really good care of their cars regardless. Because so. I'll tell you, we've taken a much better care of this car because we know it's Have not you? ours. It's not going <laughs> to yeah. be ours. We don't plan on buying it. Well, that's good to hear because some people yeah. take the opposite approach. They're just that's like, not mine. It's not care. mine. Yeah, I'm it's not like even a gonna... rock star in a yeah. hotel room. <laughs> they, come, they come back with ball tires <laughs> and bumper hanging no, off. No, no, we just got all four new tires on the thing, so yeah. we're good. We're, 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 we're square. All right, cool. I was just wondering. Yeah. I don't know how much equity, if any, we're going to have because I mean, you need to, we're pushing the mileage a bit. Yeah, but, but I mean, and then the if you do go over, it's like what it's, cents on the mile it's or fifteen something? cents a mile. Fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. yeah so so it's on. not ridiculous. I went over on my lease like eight thousand miles. So I got a I got a hefty bill. But, Daddy Warbucks. But it here. was <laughs> it was worth it. It was all those road trips I've I've been doing. But. Yeah. Right. <laughs> What's eight thousand times fifteen cents? Four thousand four hundred. What is that? Uh, I was told there would be no math today. Twelve hundred dollars. Twelve hundred. Twelve hundred. Okay. Yep. There you go. Yeah, that's a hefty bill, but hey, but eight thousand's a lot to go over. But here's the thing: if if you own the car and you drove those miles, your car would have depreciated by that much anyway. Yep. Right. You're paying it somewhere. You're paying it somewhere, and and when you're leasing, at least you know what you're going to be paying. And the uh, the absolute best thing that I have, the reason I will always lease from you guys is, I get the brand new state of the yard bells and whistles, top of the line stuff. Heck yeah! Every three years, without having to pay 
top of the line, state of the art, bells and whistles yep. stuff. Price. Because I get it at a lease price. Yeah. It's amazing. You get the, and, and technology is changing so fast. Bingo. I mean, the stuff they have in the 2020s, you look at now and it's just, it blows your mind. And then the stuff they're going to have in the 2023s when the lease is up on that one is going to blow your mind and, you know, advance so, so rapidly. And it's it's good. The, the safety is improving. The convenience is improving. It's it's going in the right direction. Subaru's doing a great job Absolutely. building great cars. 855-340-ZONE if you want to be part of the show 855-340-ZONE looking for your phone calls you'd be entered to win a four pack of movie passes we got to talk about the cell phone legislation that's going on at the uh, at the capitol uh, here in Utah for a little bit and a lot of people think well cell phones have already been banned that's what I thought for driving I haven't Not been using my so. cell phone. Just plug into CarPlay and sure. just use your, you know, your car's technology to help. Which I that. hope we've all been doing that. I- I'm glad that people think it's illegal. Yeah, and it is illegal, but there's a catch to it. Okay, we'll talk about that and why they're trying to change it here in a minute. But eight five five three four zero zone. Stewart is our first caller this week. Good morning, Stewart. Hey, Stewart. Good morning, guys. How we doing? Hey, so good. Good. My first date was my mother's yellow gremlin. <laughs> oh, I like it. <laughs> Yellow gremlin. That was impressive. <laughs> yes, I tell sir. Wow, where did you take <laughs> it? Where did you go? Oh, man, it was so long ago. I can't even remember. I think we just went and got some ice cream or yeah, something. Not and far. cruised around town or <laughs> yeah. something. It was just epic. Now, yeah, when people ask you, hey, where'd you take that gremlin? You say, not far. That's the answer every single time. Cause yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not far not from far. a service yeah. station because you don't want to get stranded. <laughs> I, you know, I'll be honest with you, Stuart. I like the look of the gremlin. I always have. It's kind of quirky. It's kind of funky. I've always liked the look, but I understand they were not a great car. Yeah, and not a great car to try to impress a girl in. <laughs> That's probably for sure. Stuart, thanks for calling in, man. We'll enter your Thank name you for the guys. drawing. Have a good day. You too. Stuart, right now, is the winner of the VIP Lounge Movie Passes. He's in 100%. That could change and should change. 855-340-ZONE. Have you ever driven a Gremlin? No, I haven't actually seen one in person. Uh, I don't know that I have either. But I, I do like the design. I mean, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's just kind of weird. It's it's different, but you know, not I, in a yeah. I, I wish car companies would take a little more you know risk with design these days. It seems like cars, a lot of them at least, are starting to all look the same. It it, it looks like an El Camino with the back chopped off. Yeah, just gone. Just like. <laughs> that's that's what it looks. It's like. It's got to be fun to drive though. I mean, look at that. Look how far back those rear wheels are. I mean, you got to drift that thing like nothing else. Oh yeah. You could you could do some some fun stuff with with a gremlin. I, I I'm not. I you know what I do remember my favorite TV show of all time, Boy Meets World. Uh huh. Mr. Feeney drove a gremlin. Oh, Mr. Feeney, yeah, of course. Yeah. Eight five five three four zero zone. If you got a phone call or a question, a comment, a story. Eight five five three four zero zone. Okay, so for this cell phone deal, uh, George Roska. Yeah. So what are the changes? What what what's the law now? So since two thousand seven, it has been illegal to operate a cell phone while driving a vehicle. But you could not be charged or pulled over for just that. Another moving violation had to oh, have occurred. Oh, so it's a secondary. Yes. Okay. The, the proposal is that that would be enough. If a cop saw you on your phone, mm-hmm. that would be enough to pull you over yeah. and, and cite you. I see no problem with that. I see no problem with that either. I mean, if, if it's you're so gonna, dangerous. Yeah. 
put it down, put it away. Yeah, because you still see people, and they're you, you see them kind of like drifting in and out of their lane, and then you you go to pass them, and they're on their phone texting, and you you just want to kind of give them that courtesy honk, where it's like, hey, like watch where you're going. See, you're a nice guy. Yeah, you want to give them a courtesy honk. Well, I'm, and I want to give them a scare the hell out of them honk. Yeah, so that they throw their <laughs> phone out the window, and no, I don't want them to like flip out and hit me or something, you know. And yeah, me either. Yeah, <laughs> but if they flip out and spin out into the field. <laughs> Safely that might be. out of the way. Yeah. I'm fine with it. You're fine. Okay. Brian Regan, by the way, uh, the, the comedian, he had a great bit about if there's a if there's a broken down car that's causing a big long traffic buildup, there should be city paid for helicopters that just come over, hel- <laughs> magnetize Ex- the car, magnetize the top of the car, fling it into the <laughs> the ditch, and say good luck with your problems over there, and let everyone else let everybody else carry on. on. Yeah, and I feel that way with cell phone drivers. Yeah, you're on the take cell phone. Up. Yeah. Out, out, eject him. You are off the road. Yep, yep. absolutely. We <laughs> should like just it. we should have we should have little pace cars yeah. that just drive around all the streets and look for cell phone <laughs> people when they see someone with a cell phone. They just kind of nudge them gently off the road, uh-huh. and everyone else can carry on safely. So that's the proposal: is that uh, since 2007, it's been illegal to use your phone, but you had to be pulled over for something else first. Now this would be. This that's enough to get you pulled over. So the real change is if you were really good at using your phone before you could get away with it because they wouldn't pull you over. But now you can't do it anymore. Right. Yeah. Uh, when I was in college, eighteen hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I'm thirty four. They had cell phones back then. It barely. Yeah. I mean, it was like Nokia or something. Was <laughs> it, it was. It was. Yeah. There was seriously. It was. There was. I think the Motorola Razor was the big one at oh, the time. Those are coming back. Did you see that? Stop it. Yeah. They have a foldable screen one that it looks oh, that terrible. Won't break. Absolutely terrible. <laughs> anyway, off topic. Sorry. Uh, but I did a, a research paper then. This this was let's see, probably fourteen years ago, and I did a research project then that said. Distracted driving, specifically using a cell phone, was almost, almost as dangerous as driving under the influence of alcohol. Okay, yeah, I thought it was just as bad because I, I had heard that, but it's got to be. I would, I would venture, and I look, I'm not, I'm not condoning either at all in any shape or form, but I would venture that having one too many beers and driving a car mm-hmm. illegal, don't do it. Yeah, but I would venture that. Being on your cell phone is as dangerous, if not more dangerous, than driving buzzed. I would think so, because you're taking your eyes off the road. You know, you're, you can't focus, and things happen so quickly, you know, at 40 miles an hour, at 60 miles an hour even. It, you don't have that time to react when you're not constantly paying attention. Yes. So put it away. So, yeah, put it away. Use the technology that, that we have now. You know, use CarPlay, use Android Auto, use Bluetooth if you don't, you know, have a car with those. Yep. Um, and just just wait. Good point. Yeah. Just wait. It can wait. That was that campaign they did yeah. a few pull years Pull over, ago. you know, if it can. You know, go take the nearest exit, pull over wherever you are. If you have to text, make a phone call, whatever it is. Yeah. I love when I text someone for, like I'll text some of our guests for the big show during the week to see if they're okay to come on still, and I'll get a response that says, I'm driving right now, or oh, whatever, yeah, I've seen that, that. those automatic replies. Yeah. And one of our guys, uh, Sam Amick. Uh, of the athletic, his reply will say, "I'm driving right now. If I reply to you, other than this, make sure you chastise me or yeah, something like yeah, that." And, yeah. and it's it's kind of a, a funny thing, but anyway, uh, this uh, 
uh, Lieutenant or Colonel Michael Ropich of the uh, Utah Highway Patrol said he recently saw a car weaving so wildly and going 15 miles an hour under the speed limit on I-80 Yikes. that he was sure it must be a drunken driver. I pulled up alongside the vehicle and the driver is sitting there, both hands on their cell phone. He adds that virtually every law enforcement officer has stories about cell phone abuse while driving and how hard it is to write tickets under the current law. So his agency also supports this proposed bill, obviously. Uh, there's been people who have died, people who have lost loved ones. Just put your phone away. Yeah. Focus on the road. I have noticed that too. People go slower when they're like on their phone, but they're like weaving in and out of their lanes. And it's just, it's crazy. It creates a dangerous situation. Slower, slower on the freeway yeah. in a lot of ways is worse than faster yeah, on the freeway. Yeah, uh, almost. I mean, a difference in speed is where the, the danger is at. Right. And then people are trying to, you know, swerve, avoid, and it's, yeah, stay off your phone. Uh, it's Utah Carson. It's presented by Mark Miller Subaru. 855-340-ZONE. Everyone that calls in today is entered to win a four-pack of VIP Lounge movie passes. 855-340-ZONE. Where did you... What car did you drive on your first date when you were able to drive? What did you drive on your honeymoon? What car did you own when you were first married? Have you ever given a car as a gift? Valentine's Day theme today. 855-340-ZONE. When we come back on the other side, rats... Will devour your car? Really? I've seen it. Talk about it next on Utah Carsons. You're listening to Utah Carsons with Jeff Miller and Austin Horton. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. No one ever made more money off of a bad singing voice than Brian Adams, and I would kill for it. I love the rasp. Oh, yeah. It's a terrible singing voice. But it, you can't not listen to it. It's got just enough rasp. Ah, I love it. I feel like we're a little closer now. You feel like we're a little closer here? Uh, welcome back. Utah Carson's. <laughs> George Roska and I are uh, bonding over uh, 90s love music here on a Valentine's Day weekend. Uh, funny story about that song. My cousin got married and the, they wanted my dad and I to sing that song while they had their first dance. And I was in the throes of puberty at the uh, time. Uh-huh. Did not go well at all. At all. Did not quite have the raspiness. Peter uh, Brady had nothing on me that day. <laughs> nothing. Ruined their wedding. I'll tell you that right now. Eight five five three four zero zone. By the way, what a terrible movie! Just a horrendous movie. That Kevin Costner Robin Hood. Uh, that yeah. that song was the only thing that the only good thing that came from that movie was that song, and that's not that good. Anyway, before I rant on things that don't matter, eight five five three four zero zone. If you want to be part of the show, we're looking for what car did you drive on your first date? What car did you drive on your honeymoon? What car did you own when you first were married? Have you ever given a car for a gift? Valentine's Day themed poll question this week. George, rats, they're a problem for a lot of reasons. They cause the bubonic plague, first and foremost. By the way, no offense to anyone that has a rat as a pet, but why? 
people have pets? I mean, rats as pets? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like rat rats or like. Well, I, I hope not rat rat. Like, like I think they're pet store like rats. Sewer rats. Or You're like, right. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, the rat that carries the pizza down the, <laughs> the subway in New York. Or did you see the one that was carrying the cigarette? The lit cigarette? <laughs> Looks like that picture of the two rats fighting on the subway? No. Yeah, it won some award. It's incredible. Oh, I'll have to look oh. at that. Rat society. No, th- this rat with the cigarette looked like uh, the Muppet Rizzo having a smoke break on the set of Christmas Carol or whatever. It was amazing. But uh, this- Light the lamp, not the rat? <laughs> Light the lamp, not the rat! Yeah. Uh, rats will devour your car. The engine died immediately after Tess Klingenstein turned the key in her Honda Fit on a mild January day. When she tried again, she said every single alert light flashed. The car was fairly new, so she was surprised. The mechanic who looked under the hood a few days later was not. You got rats, the mechanic said. The rodents had chewed wiring, defecated in air filters, causing $300 in damage, which the mechanic said, hey, you got off lucky. Yeah. It's only $300 a damage. I was going to say, they can do a lot more damage than that. If they get into the wiring, chew up stuff, um, like you said, defecate in places where that can cause some damage there too with, with important sensors, it's it's just bad. So what, how, A, how do you guard, how often do you see rat or mouse or rodent damage? I guess we could just classify it as rodent damage. I've seen damage. it once in 15 years. Okay, so, so it's not, not super common. This is more if you were to park outside well, all the time, maybe. Park outside, or a lot of people, they'll buy like an old house, and there's an old garage that maybe hasn't quite been properly cleaned out, and they'll park their car in there, ah. and then all of a sudden, you know, your car's warm, the rat will kind of nestle up in there next to the engine just to warm up, and then, yep, you're, you got a problem. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine the nightmare of driving around town, breathing in rat stuff through oh, your air filter. That can't be good for Without you. any idea. Yeah. Get that thing cleaned. <laughs> Get your air filter checked. Every time you change your oil, check your yeah, air check filter. Check your air filter. I don't then. care if you just got a new one. Check it. Yeah. Every single time. Pull it out and look. But uh, rats can uh, can do a lot of damage to, to cars. A lot of damage, yeah. Uh, and we, we read a story last year, I want to say, about someone who uh, discovered a venomous snake had been living in there, Ooh. and it crawled while they were driving. It crawled out of the air vent. Oh my god, that would toward, be terrifying. Towards them, <laughs> I think it was in Australia. Yeah, and or, they were parking their car every day in a field, uh, which makes a bit of a difference. But yeah, yeah. So uh, I think I, I'd rather have a rat than a snake. Yeah, I've heard stories. Of, in fact, I think it was your store. Maybe it was the Southtown store hmm. where they heard. Someone heard a, a cat purring in their car. Oh, seriously? I didn't hear about that This one. was a year or two ago. Okay. It and they brought Southtown, it in. Yeah. I think it may have been Southtown. And they brought it in, and somehow your mechanics were able to get this little kitten to come out of the, the it was up in the wheel well somewhere. Up in the wheel well, just kind of. It would not come in. They were able to coax wow. it out, and the people adopted the cat. Oh, that's, that's a you good story. You didn't know this story? No. It's at your store. That's awesome. It is incredible. But yeah, animals will find anywhere that's warm, especially yeah. in the cold months. So yeah. just be aware and, and take it easy and watch out for that. Uh, McAdams, Ben McAdams and John Curtis, Democrat of Utah and Republican of Utah, are looking to get federal money for front-runner double-tracking. Terrific news, in my opinion. Great. Yeah. Amazing, amazing news if it can come through. 
Uh, like I said, a bipartisan proposal by two by the two Utah congressmen aims to secure federal dollars for double tracking the front runner commuter rail line. The Transit Revitalization and Infrastructure Needs Act would expand eligibility for transportation grant funding to electrify transit systems like front runner and move away from older, outdated diesel-powered engines. This is vital, yeah, in my opinion, for the future, not the future, the present of our mass public transit here in this state. I agree. Yeah. It you, needs to be it needs to be expanded yep. and it needs to be reduced in emissions. Yep. Which is that's those seem like counterintuitive ideas, but it can be done. It can be done. The technology's out there. You know, you can electrify it. You you can run it off clean energy, um, and um, I think they're definitely moving in that direction. I think this is an important step in that. So it's, it's awesome to see a bipartisan approach to it, and it's uh, hopefully something that they'll be able to get done and uh, fast-tracked so we can you know, take some cars off the road, reduce congestion, reduce pollution. It's a, it's a win for everybody. We'll get into some of the details, the dollar figures and the why and the how here in just a moment, but right now we've got some phone calls, 855 855- 340 Zone, if you want to be part of the show and enter to win a four pack of movie passes, call and share with us. 855 340 Zone. Mark, you hold on tight. Our friend Bill has been holding. Hi, Bill. Yeah, good morning, fellas. Thanks good, for calling good morning. in. Good morning. How are you? Good. Doing good. Yeah, hey, my first date, and this was very impressive, I'm sure, to her. I rolled up in a 1979 Chevy Love two wheel drive long bed. And it was so rusty, you could see through both bedsides. And there was a hole in the floorboard. You could see the pavement going down the road. Wow. (laughs) And it had a bumper sticker on the back. It said, if this truck was a horse, I'd have to shoot it. (laughs) 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 And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, it was infested with both rats and venomous snakes. (laughs) (laughs) One of of those double whammies. (laughs) That's a great one. What What color? was it originally and what color was it the night you were driving it well i think it started out as red but it looked more like uh oh a pink sock that got you know washed with a white shirt yeah right 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 (laughs) oh that's funny that's funny bill thanks for sharing with us she was very impressed she come out in a big hat and glasses so (laughs) thank you bill thanks man for calling in Uh, 855-340-ZONE that's you gotta have yeah it look I'm impressed if you call in and you say your first car that was a Lamborghini. That's pretty cool. But I'm more impressed if you got a story like Bill. A Chevy Love. I mean. With floor, holes in the holes floorboard in the f- and, and <laughs> venomous snakes. And a, a bumper sticker that implies it's a horse with a broken leg. <laughs> 855-340-ZONE. Let's go back out to the phone lines. And Mark has been waiting for us. Hi, Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. You there? We got you now. Hey, Mark. Okay. Hey, I'm here. Thanks. Thanks for calling First in. First car was a 1972 Volkswagen Super Beetle. That Ooh. came with the exclusive Volkswagen defroster called an ice scraper. Okay. Yeah. And Second, tell, tell, uh, tell our listeners how the, that one worked. Tell our listeners how the uh, the ice scraper worked. Well, the, the ice scraper worked much better than the defroster because absolutely no heat came past the engine, which was, of course, in the back of the car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that didn't help. <laughs> oh. Car, the car I had when I met my future wife was a 1997 Pontiac Firebird, 
and now I'm the proud owner of a Volkswagen minivan from that we bought at Mark Miller Subaru. Wow. Wow. Awesome. You're selling Volkswagen minivans, George? We'll sell anything. No, I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> no we, uh, we we probably took it in on trade um, and then uh, you know turned around and just uh, made it a good car for somebody and it looks like you're enjoying it. Yeah, it's a great car. You guys did great with us. I Good. do miss the Firebird, though. Oh, I'm sure. I was going to say, the Firebird's a little bit different than a, than a Volkswagen minivan. That's The, uh, the fi- Firebird is one of those cars you'll have dreams about the rest of your life, Mark. That's yeah. one that'll pop yes, up in your subconscious. Yes, I will. It, it, it went very fast. It went way too fast, but it was fun. <laughs> yeah. Like your first love, you'll never escape it. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the Firebird. Thanks for calling in, Mark. Appreciate the story. Hey, take care. The Super Beetle comes with... It came with an actual... Ice scraper. What makes it a super beetle? Is it the ice scraper? Probably. <laughs> it's, it, it's this official I've heard of the VW beetle, emblazoned But I've never ice heard scraper. of a super beetle, so this is something I'm going to have to look into and see what I'm made sh- it super. I'm sure it was just, it had a had different trim or five something. Five more horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> Which made it seven total horsepower. <laughs> 855-340-ZONE. Don is back on the show. Hey, What's Don. Up, Don? Hello, yeah, this uh, this car, this wasn't a car, it was a truck. Mm-hmm. No, 1948 International Harvester, two-and-a-half-ton, four-wheel drive, dual wheels on the back, power takeoff winch, running boards on it, so high you needed a stepladder to get into a six-cylinder engine, six-volt, very touchy. I'm still fond of that truck. I was going to say, you don't seem to remember much about it, Don. I, I'm, I'm just excited about this truck, just listening to him. What color was she? Red. It was red. Of course. Oh, oh of course it was. Oh, that, that's a beautiful truck. Just to truck. make me even more mad I that know. I'm not in your I'm memory. I'm looking up pictures Line right now. That, that's in the back, awesome. You could throw four horses in the back of it. Did, did you have, uh, what kind of fenders did you have on that? Great big heavy red. This thing was made by the same plants that made Korean War army trucks. It looked right. like one, only it was a ranch truck. Yeah, these are these are the ones that you see in the old Americana pictures and, and the yep. posters. And, and every great greasy spoon diner in America has one parked out in, in front of it. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. Fourteen years old, it taught me how to drive a standard transmission. <laughs> At a high amazing. and lower, they called it a Browning, a five and a four transmission configuration. Yeah, these are. I love those trucks. I I, I wish oh, that they would. Fun. I wish that every now and then these companies would reintroduce these old looking style with all new stuff inside, like new engine and stuff yeah, like that. Oh yeah, especially but with the old body. Yeah. We had a little bit of a retro kind of thing going there in the early two thousands. Oh, you get emotionally involved with them. You really do. Yeah, Bond for sure. For sure. Thank you, Don. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, You're welcome. Thank That's you. Awesome. Oh, that I would. I just want to ride around in a harvester. Yeah. And what a great name. You know immediately what that, what that is. Yeah. You know, it's a grandpa's old farm truck. 855-340-ZONE. Alan is on the line. Hey, Alan. Hey, what's happening, guys? Good morning. So my friend's parents, um, they took turns running over the cat over the years. <laughs> and it was uh, usually the, the dad who would do it. Wow. And so one day the mom, she drove to the grocery store, got her groceries, came back. She got a phone call saying that somebody had found the cat in the uh, car parking lot at the Smith's. And what the cat had done is climbed up in the engine. She drove it to the store. It went through some of the belts. It fell out while she was shopping, and then she went back home. Oh. And this this was right before Christmas. 
Oh my <laughs> word! She, she didn't want to be the one to to have hurt the cat this time. So all the Christmas money went to um, saving this cat's life. Oh, good. And it it it, it's, it lived. It survived. It lived a long life. Um, it, it only came out with three legs. So they, um, me and my friend, we had to call it tripod, but. Yeah, they do love, cats do love climbing up, getting into the warm places, but um, just an unfortunate, unfortunate for the cat, but um, that's where the Christmas funds went that year. Alan, do you swear on a stack of Bibles that this story is 100% true? 100% true. That is unbelievable. And even worse, I swear that my car was an 84 Buick Century first car, and it had four-inch letters across the windshield that said Lamanite. It was it, the, the name of my car was the Lamanite okay. Mobile. Oh, man. Alan, <laughs> what a story. Thanks for calling in. Thank you very much. That called it tripod. That is... That is I'm, gl- I'm so glad the, I'm, the cat I'm glad survived. the cat survived. It, that cat definitely used up like eight of its nine lives during that trip. But Unbelievable wow. story. Going through the bells. And, I and, like, I mean, and next, Alan, next time you tell the story, say, start it with, now the cat lived, uh-huh. but here's what right happened. Because yeah, we George like, and I were sitting here going, I'm on ah. the edge of my seat, like ready to just, yeah. Just tears rolling yeah. down our cheeks for the little kitten. And instead, a tripod made it. So pretty cool story. Glad it made it. 855-340-ZONE. Lines are open. We've got five in the, the bank right now. You've got a pretty good shot still of winning those four-pack of VIP lounge movie passes. What did you drive on your first date? What did you own when you first got married? What did you drive on your honeymoon? What have you ever given as a gift car-wise? 855-340-ZONE. George, i got to run this trend by you. You as a uh, car uh, uh, professional... You see a lot of the tricks of the trade. and Oh, yeah, we see everything. The good news with Mark Miller Subaru is it's no negotiation, promise price, where you, you go in, the car that you want has a price on it, that's the price. And you guys have recently stopped marking up uh, the, uh, the interest rates. You don't yeah. sell those anymore, yeah. which is a legal, ethical way of doing business. It's a product that people sell. You guys decided you'd rather have people spend their money on extended warranties or whatever makes them more comfortable with their, their purchase. Yeah, we want to, if you buy something from us, we want to actually provide some value to you for it. So this national trend does not apply to your practices. But here's what's been going on. Joyce Parks was struggling to afford her Kia Soul, When, she says, the dealership where she had bought it pitched her an unconventional idea, stop making the payments. Ms. Parks, 63 years old, says employees told her that she could not trade in the Soul, but that she could buy another car. To get rid of the Soul, the dealership told her, she should have the lender repossess it. The trade-in, where a buyer hands a car back to a dealership and uses it as credit toward another one, is often obviously a crucial step in car buying. But some dealerships are instead telling buyers to give their old cars back to the lender and selling them a new one in a practice known as kicking the trade. Says it's difficult to estimate how often this happens. Auto sales vets say the practice is an open secret in some showrooms. Broadly, vehicles are getting more expensive and Americans are struggling to afford them. And dealerships now make more money arranging financing than selling vehicles. Like we were just talking about, you guys aren't doing that anymore. If a car loan goes bad, it typically isn't the dealership on the hook. It is the borrower or lender. So, George, this is apparently a trend. They can't tell how, how often it's going around, but it's 
uh, uh, like it said, an open secret in some showrooms around America. I really hope it's not a trend because that's a terrible idea. Telling your customer Why to just would you stop do paying. that. Well, it's a bad idea for you as a dealership because. What's going to happen to that to that customer after they stop making the payments on that car? They're never going to be able to come buy another car from you. They're going to have bad credit. It's going to ruin their financial situation for at least 10 years. It's just not a good practice. It reminds me of uh, some of the practices that were going on in the mortgage industry back in the Ooh, yeah. um, you know, early 2000s. It does. It's the, very similar. Yeah. The short sales. Yeah, the short sales are just, you know, hey, we'll put this on your credit app. Don't worry if you can't afford it. Or, yeah, your payment's going to be this now, and then it'll jump up. Because if... If you're doing that to somebody, their next car is not going to be anywhere near that interest rate that they're in right now. It's incredibly so it's, short-sighted. Oh, incredibly short-sighted. And, and again, I really hope that's not a trend because it's just going to be a bad thing f- for everybody. <laughs> so to be clear, you would recommend against this? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. If you, can't, if you can't afford your current payment, we're not going to try to get you into a payment that's even higher than that. I, I, you know? <laughs> I can't believe people are... I, I hope... I'm glad it sounds like Ms. Parks did not take the advice yeah. to just, you know, throw her credit away. Because the... This dealership that told her that it's not their name no, on her credit not, report. Yeah, they're not taking the hit. They're yeah, just they might. To- they might get her sold in one more car, but like you said, that's only one more. Yeah, you want these customers to come back for as long as they're around. That's how most businesses look at you know building <laughs> successes in the long term, not just you know short term gain. But that must be you know a, a new thing going around. It must be trendy. Yeah, you you don't want to sell someone a fishing pole. You want to sell them a fish every day. Yeah, that's the <laughs> idea here of good business. Eight five five three four zero zone. Eight five five three four zero zone. Johnny is on the line. Good morning, Johnny. Oh, Johnny, no, Johnny. just dropped out. Oh, call us back, John. You can still get in. 855-340-ZONE. All right, back to this uh, UTA proposal that uh, McAdams and Curtis are proposing. They're trying to get federal money to double track the front runner lines to lower the emissions and get rid of the outdated diesel-powered engines, obviously. So what is double tracking it do? It's going to increase the frequency or... Because uh, so right now, they have to wait for one train to pass, from what I understand. In some areas, yes. In some yes. areas, it's single yeah. track, so you can't run them as, as often. Right, so running two tracks for the length of the system. Mm-hmm. So it would be dedicated south track, dedicated north track. That's, yeah, I think the way to do it. And I think, I'd have to dive into it a little more, in high traffic areas, there would be two south and two north. Oh, Okay. In, in higher traffic areas, because the idea that they want to do is obviously increase passenger capacity, mm-hmm. cut the times between trains in half, and allow the diesel-powered locomotives to up their top speed to 90 miles per hour. Mm. Uh, the, the amount, though, is at least $3 billion to electrify the line. Yeah. So what's probably going to happen is somewhere between the $34 million and $3 billion mark, big old gap That's there. A big gap. Somewhere in there, the Fed's going to come with some money. Mm-hmm. State of Utah is going to do something, either double track it and stick with the diesels, or electrify and only stick with one track, and then push the rest off for the next time around. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. 
But in any, it's not perfect, but yeah. it's progress. It's progress, a step in the right direction, and it's good to see the state um, making investments in in transportation, not just building highways. We we all love our cars and everything, but um, we we need a variety of transportation solutions. Yeah, especially with how bad our air is in yeah. the in the especially winter months. Yeah, as it gets locked in here, we're we're trapped in a poison, and we have learned from recent studies that something like 80% of our pollution is from commuting. From transportation. Transportation. Yep. Yeah. Uh, be that cars. I don't think that takes into uh, the, the air travel from the airport. I don't think that... Oh, that doesn't even take I it. don't think it takes wow. that into... I could be wrong there, yeah. but it's not... A lot of people see the refineries and think, oh, well, that's the problem there. Yeah. And I, I was told that if the, if the uh, smoke, so to call it, coming out of those is white, that it's clean. Mm-hmm. It's steam if it's white. Steam, yeah. yeah. Uh, what did I say? Smoke? Smoke. Yeah, steam. steam. Yeah. yeah. And then, then that's clean. Yeah. If it's any other color, then yeah, it's pollution. Yeah. Well, it's when they're burning off, you know, when they're doing the burn-offs that I think you get the pollution. Um, but yeah, it's nowhere near as much as just the day-to-day travel that, you know, is constant up and down I-15. Uh, you know, all the roads are always, seems like they're constantly jam-packed. But Yeah. So we need better public transit here cleaner we, we public do. transit for, for people that want to choose to take public transit it it benefits the rest of us too because it's going to free up the roads it's going to free up more parking you know that the rest of us benefit as well absolutely so and i would be one of the i i think i am the ideal prime user of public transit because i work dead downtown mm-hmm. here at vivant smart home arena yeah uh, i commute from a, a bedroom community of layton uh, I, I and I I live about a ten minutes drive or a thirty minutes walk or bike ride to the the front runner station. I could park my car there, ride front runner, mm-hmm. walk or or ride tracks from the the station over here on North Temple mm-hmm. here to the arena. Especially in the warm months. Yeah. My problem is the frequency is not anywhere near. To what if there's a family emergency and yeah. I need to get up to a hospital or get home or something? I gotta wait an hour. Yeah, that's the hard part. Is if you can't plan your life around it. Yes, you're not gonna do it because it's you, you need to be able to have that flexibility. You can't take an hour for the next train. You know? Right, and in the in other cities they have one every ten minutes. Yeah. Now subway systems are different. Yeah, I get that, but. but. It so. needs to be a, a better system than what we have. It's it's better than nothing, mm-hmm. but especially if we're going to start being serious about bringing the Olympics again, mm-hmm. we need to get going on this. Yep, and the, you know, unfortunately, that costs money. Yep, it's going to come out of your pocket, my pocket, but hopefully, the Fed can kick in some too and help that out. Eight five five three four zero zone. If you got a thought or a question or a comment, eight five five three four zero zone. We'll take our second break. Coming up in the next hour. Uh, more news on the Utah Inland Port Bill. Uh, Salt Lake is claiming a big win in the latest development there. And also, this is a car show, but something took place on an airplane last week that I think we still need to talk I about. I know what you're talking about. I'm glad you're bringing that up. And what's <laughs> right, what's wrong, where, what should you and should you not do. We'll talk about it next on Utah Car Sense.